0: and welcome. My name is Jean Gallagher, financial advisor, founder of Seaside Solutions and founder of Discover Rising Tides. Welcome to show 35, Discover Rising Tides, How the Outside Makes the Inside Better, where we explore the importance of the outdoors and maintaining life balance. And through this series, we'll be talking with women business owners to understand their journey. We'll also be hearing from Lynn Schuster-Williams, author, coach, and her segment called Rising Up, but first, this is part two, actually. I'm excited to reintroduce Miriam Burlikowski. Hi, Miriam. Hi, Jean. Thanks for having me on the show. Oh, I'm so excited. This is going to be fun. And so let me just do a quick little uh, bio read, even though we've done this before, and then we're going to jump right in. So Miriam is the founder and CEO of Mindful Miri Method. She teaches mindfulness, yoga, and behavioral changers to busy women who want to feel white, healthy, confident, and free in their bodies. Mindful Miri Method's mission is to empower 1 million women to improve their relationships with food, their bodies, and themselves through meditation, mindset, and movement. That's right. Yeah, so we're doing a part two because we were so involved. There was so much to talk about with body positivity. We really didn't have a chance to get to the outside. And there's really a couple of aspects of it that are so important. So we thought we'd do a part two. And so before we do that, let's do a quick review. Give everybody a reminder of what you do, how you do it, your background, and that'll give us a good base to start with.
1: Absolutely. So um, I'm a school psychologist by day and a behavior analyst as well. And I got my yoga certification and started um, mindfulness training and kind of married all of that into a beautiful coaching program that helps women who are done with dieting feel great in their bodies at any size without dieting or deprivation. And so we we change uh, behaviors so that they have health, healthier habits we make the changes they want to make but our our feel resistance in some way so lots of fun i've got an app i'm working on a book got a podcast lots of resources out there to support women and lift them
0: and the work is really so important because how how we appear to ourselves is quite different from how we actually appear to others would you
1: agree Absolutely. And that social, not only, um, do we reflect on how we, we, how we are perceived by others, but then we have our own perception, perception, and all of that, um, plays into how we feel about ourselves and the way that we show up for other people as well. Very important.
0: And, and there's so many pressures in, in today's society. You know, there's the social media one, which we'll touch on too, but there's just so many pressures from what, what we how we do and how we perform in our job or how we perform as parents or how and, and usually quite, well, usually, but quite often how we are to ourselves and the individualism of ourselves is mm-hmm. set aside quite often too and gets ignored because we as females are here Um, our instinct is to take care of others before we take care of ourselves.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I say, I I say to a lot of my clients that, you know, we don't have to be programmed for martyrdom. I know we are programmed. We're conditioned Mm -hmm. as females, as mothers to be nurturing and selfless and sacrifice, but martyrs by definition die. (laughs) We don't want that outcome. So, and, and the, the alternative is going insane or maybe punching your kid in the face, you know, who knows? And so none of those outcomes are positive. We want to empower women to take really great care of themselves so that they can, so their cups are full, they can overflow. And, um, our producer is, um, is providing comic re- relief, um, <laughs> so that we can influence others and support them. And so that their, their cups can then overflow and, 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 you know, just create a better world in general. Yeah. And so when you're, t- when you're talking with people,
0: how do you, what do you think that uh, this isn't a, this isn't probably this is a multi answer question sure. but how, yeah so how do you think that people what is their biggest struggle and it's got to differ from everybody so is it the food that they're eating how they appear to themselves when you're having these conversations what order do you tackle things
1: it's it's really um it varies by the person like you said um a lot of times I use the, the analogy, um, that my, my old therapist used to use is you got to empty out your purse before you can open it up, you know, organize it, put it, Mm. put it all back. Um, so there's a little bit of that, but most women do fall into a certain, you know, um, trajectory and succession of lessons. And I've created a course that sort of follows that. Mm. So, Number 1 you have to identify and and agree that self care is a priority. Mm-hmm. You can't do anything else before you get that in embedded. Even if you half believe it, even if you're believing it f- by 1% more per day, you know, you've got to believe that prioritizing yourself is of the utmost importance otherwise they're not coming to me in the first place mm-hmm. um they're not they're probably face planting and you know or having medical issues um you know having emotional um emotionally driven somatic uh complaints so stomach mm-hmm. ache headache t- muscle tension um struggling to implement different um, behaviors, behavior changes that they want to implement and feeling a lot of resistance and guilt around that. So that's the Mm. first sort of breakthrough that we have to get through. And then from there, um, you know, it's really a, a matter of what they need to tackle. And a lot of the time there's inner child work that Mm. needs to happen. Uh, for a lot of women, I think that a lot of women who are struggling with weight loss, Um, There is some inner child wounding. And so um, I'm not in um, internal family systems or IFS parts work is the is the big um, the the vernacular term that we use based on um, Richard Schwartz's um, book, books and works. But basically that inner work and that um, the inner child kind of stuff. I give an overview of that and lead them through guided visualizations and meditations to do their own work mm. um, and look at their own inner child, what happened, if anything happened, and sort of um, examine the different parts of ourselves that are holding us back.
2: Mm.
0: Can Uh, we talk about the grief and the resistance for just a second, because not grief, the guilt and the resistance, because I think that that's really, that's really important. The self, the self guilt, or we're putting that on ourselves, whether it's guilt of taking care of ourselves before somebody else, or the guilt of, of starting a plan and not following through.
1: Yes. So Mom guilt is a very pervasive thing in our culture. Um, And so I think that there, I think in the media, in our relationships, in our families, there's an expectation that mom sacrifices everything. Mm -hmm. That mom is run ragged, that mom work all day if that's what the paradigm is in your home you know, um, either work all day in the home or work all day outside of the home and then stay up late, bake for the bake sale, you know, um, be in the dark stitching, you know, the costume for the, for the Christmas parade or whatever. And, um, that she can do everything. There's actually a book, um, about a decade ago, there was a book called, um, how does she do it all? I think, or I don't know how she does it all. And there was a, a movie with sarah jessica parker um starring the role and it was really it was very it hit close to home for me because i am very much a, perf- a recovering perfectionist and we get pulled in so many directions and it's so difficult these days to focus our energy and really hone in on what matters to us and just mm-hmm. let go of the rest
2: mm
1: and when we can do that then you know we're happier we're more present with our children but if we're running ourselves ragged trying to accomplish everything and feeling guilty feeling that guilt if we don't um we're not doing anybody any favors Mm -hmm. and it's actually making it worse absolutely Mm -hmm. and then you're cranky with your children or with your partner you're probably half-assing it, you know, at work, at other work at home. Um, it's, and it's not a meaningful existence Mm -hmm. and really for, for women are, we weren't put on this planet just to serve others. You know, we weren't put on this planet to be beautiful for Mm -hmm. others either. Um, and so finding joy and meaning and slowing down is something that I, I work, closely with my clients to do Mm -hmm. and really find where are you, um, misusing time in your day? And can we replace that with something that really nourishes your soul?
0: Mm. And, and, you know, I think that we all are guilty of using social media as a crutch to check out, right? Mm -hmm. When things, you know, for just a second, I'm just going to look at my phone, or I'm just going to scroll through this, I'm going to scroll through that. But what we're doing is we're, we're, we are checking out, but we're using that time, not appropriately, where we could be, you know, sitting quietly or reading a book with our kids, or just reading a book or ourselves having a quiet cup of coffee or tea or something, but we're scrolling through and, and our brains are being inundated with pictures of perfect people. Or what appears to be perfect people is the pictures for the gram right and where you just don't know the the person could be I saw I saw something recently and it was about somebody taking pictures for the gram and they were trying to make they were making these perfect pictures but the situation around behind the camera just- was atrocious. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. But it looked really great uh, you know, it looked really great for the socials, but that's what we see. Well, yeah. Look at these people, look how perfect they are. Look at all these fun things that they're doing. And here I am slogging away in mud and I can't get ahead.
1: Yes, absolutely. Um, that is, that has been historically a problem with social media and, um, painting a facade, one facade, you know, on social of this, you know, luxurious romantic life where you're always on vacation and everyone loves you and you have the perfect body. And I think that a lot of, uh, influencers or, um, creators are starting to sort of chip away at that perfect vision and show their vulnerability. And I think that that's a really beautiful thing because, Life is messy and we should not all aspire to be this ideal because that's not the reality. That's just a picture um, from a vacation that was, you know, photoshopped and curated. And life, life just isn't like that. And so I worry most about our youth mm-hmm. um, in seeing these, the images of this perfect life, perfect body, perfect everything. Um but we are not immune as adults, mm-hmm. and one of the things that I encourage my community and my clients to do is go on um social media fast and um what I do is I have them you know t- take off all of the social media on their phone and um anything that's accessible so that it's mm-hmm. not even a um a temptation. And then also I I have them close their mirrors, kind of like sitting Shiva, you're closing your mirrors, (laughs) and just to take a week of doing that. And it doesn't, it doesn't sound that revolutionary maybe, but it is, it's a big deal. I I, I can just imagine, well, the thought of having to delete things off your phone,
0: not so there's this, don't look at it for a week okay, that doesn't feel very invasive because you don't know how successful you're going to be, but it's just there. But now what you're doing, and I don't know if when people are listening to this, you're going to go, I can't do that. Right. So actually physically deleting the apps off your phone is, is really. Is there resistance there? Well, there is. Yeah. So that's interesting. So the resistance comes in two different ways. So the resistance can come from, oh, that means that I can't do these things. But then the resistance can come, well, I have these work responsibilities that also include using these things. And so now, can I let that all go? When we go on vacation, it's easier to let that stuff go right? Because we're doing, we're not doing a habit driven day. We're doing new things and it's, you know, I'm out of town. I barely looked at my phone. It was really wonderful. So now I am here back in my regular schedule, regular schedule, schedule program, right? Um, It's Monday and I'm going to work and things. And then you, you fall right back into those habit driven efforts. Yes.
1: So yeah, there's some resistance about that. Yeah, I bet. I bet. And I do get resistance from clients and you do what you can, you know, mm-hmm. this is. Um, so let me, let me back up a little bit. But isn't that you. where the hard work is too, though? Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, but let me back up and tell you why, you know, the why behind what, what the media de- detox or the fast would be, um, would be doing. So mm-hmm. we all engage in social comparison. Mm-hmm. And we social comparison, they call it up or down, right? So we look at people who are, we think are above us in some way, status, um, body type, um, work, you know, success, any of those things. And then, and we can also look, look down, you know, Mm -hmm. where people are, you know, maybe a few years behind us in some way, either in their job at school, um, in their body evolution, whatever. And we have the tendency as humans to compare up
2: Mm -hmm.
1: and that's what hell's has helped us survive and continue to grow. And it also makes us feel like crap if we (laughs) cannot control that, um, that growth. Mm
2: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: And so what social media does is it just amplifies that social comparison up. Now, if we, if we compared ourselves down, which we don't, we don't typically do, but if we compared ourselves down, um, typically we do feel more gratitude
0: Mm.
1: and satisfaction in our lives and meaning, you know, if, if I'm looking at, um, for example, somebody who is um, studying to be, um, you know, a teacher or something like that. And I'm, I'm thinking, oh, you know, you're a few years behind me. You're, you're making great progress. I'm so proud of you. I cannot wait to be your mentor, you know, but at the same time, you feel kind of good about your place. You're, you've been there, done that, come up and you feel better and you feel grateful for your experience and everything that it's taught you. And also maybe not having to do that over again. (laughs) And yeah. <laughs> whereas social comparison up um, just is, is a lot more difficult. And I'm not saying that there, you don't need to have goals or intentions, but you don't, I think it's really important to be cognizant of how it makes you feel when you make those comparisons,
0: or the type of comparisons that you're making. Because if you are, you have goals and you have somebody that is doing something um, that you want to be able to do and you aspire to that and mm-hmm. you're using them as a mentor, those are great things. But if you're looking at somebody doing something you wish you could do or they're doing something and, and there's this want or this lack or the inability to be as good as them, that mm-hmm. lack of achievement thought process, that's what
1: becomes negative. Yes. Yes. Exactly. If you, I think it's typically it's that helplessness, that despair, mm-hmm. where if you feel inspiration to aim higher and grow and learn, then there's nothing wrong with that. That's inspiration. Mm-hmm. But if you're using social comparison um, and it's making you feel like feel poorly, then inadequate. Yeah. It's not, it's not a good strategy for you. Mm-hmm. So just having that awareness, Um, about what social media provides in your life is really important and really being aware of, you know, all the white noise that you have coming in. Um, I've started to talk to my clients about not only, you know, you don't have just food nutrition, but you have input, Mm. you know, sensory input as your diet. And what are you putting into your body, into your eyes, ears, brain, Mm-hmm. And is it helpful or hurtful?
0: What an interesting way to look at that. As to help trigger a,
1: gee, this is what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the more that we're feeling a positive emotion, um, we it, we tend to build momentum and spiral up, and. I don't have, you know, scientific information on like the, the whole vibrational, um, work that people talk about, but I do feel it Mm -hmm. just anecdotally when I'm in a good space and I'm feeling good. Um, and I'm not talking about too proud or, Mm. you know, arrogant, but I'm feeling I'm content. I'm calm. I'm grateful for what I feel and what I have in the world things tend to fall into place, grounded, grounded. Mm -hmm. And even if they don't, I don't care as much,
2: Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. which is a beautiful thing when you can have that, that solid sense of yourself and you're not easily shaken. Mm. It's really, it's really beautiful.
0: And so when you're working with, with clients, um, Mm -hmm. what's the process like Tell us again. I know we covered this the last time, but give us a quick review okay. here too.
1: Yeah. So um, I do an initial intake consultation to make sure that number one, um, my program is not for eating disorders. You need to have um, medical treatment, mm-hmm. and I can be an adjunct or a supplement to that, or I can be the next step after eating disorder recovery if that's part of your journey. Um, and then. We begin, um, I have an app where all of the courses are already pre-recorded. Mm. And what I've done is I've done 20 years of research on yoga, meditation, nutrition, personal training, positive psychology, behavior change, um, mindfulness, mindfulness-based stress reduction, um, all of the above. Body image, body positivity, um and the psychology of body image. And I created um, audio recordings that are in the app. So you download the app, there's, there are some free areas. And then in the membership areas, um, there are more focused tutorials and everything. I tried to make everything 15 minutes or less. Mm It's a very consumable um, where you can just, you know, if you're rocking a baby, If you are on your walk, if you are, you know, commuting to work, you can put in your headphones or turn it on and listen to the lesson. There's usually an embedded meditation so that you don't have to feel like, oh, now I have to go meditate, Mm -hmm. but it's just a very quick few minute meditation just to get you warmed up and feel comfortable in your, in, in starting a meditation practice. And then there's, there's either a lesson or some kind of exercise and then there are um, journal activities that you can that are optional that can help process more further um, or process further the the lessons. And so um, they go through, there are different modules and they can go, it's all self-paced. Mm-hmm. And then there's a weekly group coaching meeting every week. So um, you get the live, you get the pre-recorded, you'll also get workouts, yoga sessions. Um, other meditations for stress relief. Um, and I'm hoping I'm working on putting all of all of what's currently on my app into a book. So I'm very Fantastic. excited about that.
0: And so with the that's that's amazing. And what a great accompaniment to everything that will be. And so with the group part, you're also getting the accountability in the community too.
1: Absolutely.
0: Which is really important because, so quite often we all feel like an island. And as you're trudging through, it's always nice to hear somebody say something about how you feel, but you not, might not have been able to voice it, or watching somebody step through the processes and go, wow, if they can do that, so can I.
1: Absolutely. And what I start to see over the course of the weeks is that members help each other.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: When we're in the group sessions, you know, somebody might have a question and somebody else will pipe up and say, oh, actually I have something to add that happened to me two weeks ago, and this is how I tackled it. And so they might have ideas that I hadn't thought of. And it's a wonderful, you know, just, just a really vulnerable, open, empowering space. Mm -hmm. And so I'm, I'm really fortunate to have wonderful people attracted to me <laughs> into, into my space and I can guide them. And then they really, they do the work themselves. They're, they're coming into their own conclusions and, and making the changes that they need to, to take. I just kind of help them put the blinders on so that they can do it.
0: That's fantastic. So let's talk a little bit about when you're talking with clients or you're working with clients and incorporating outdoors into that process. How does how does it work? What do you do? And what differences do you see?
1: Yeah. So, um, nature is therapy in my opinion. I think that we are, there is something that we cannot explain at this point scientifically, but there are many studies that show the power of nature. And so, um, you know, there are studies where in hospital rooms, those with a window heal faster and are, are discharged sooner than those without a window. And even a picture of nature, a landscape picture has shown, you know, some results, but of course a window or being out in nature is much, much more powerful. Um, there is, There is some evidence in, out of Japan for the forest bathing, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: you know, um, where people just go into a large area of trees and enjoy that, Mm -hmm. that stillness, that feeling and without getting too new agey, you know, um, it's, it's powerful. It's, it Mm -hmm. just is being outside. Um, I've become somewhat of a tree hugger, Mm -hmm. you know? I never thought I would, would. Um, but I, when you are, you know, for spending 40 to 50 hours a week inside a fluorescent office, fluorescent fluorescently lit office, there is nothing better than the sun on your face Mm -hmm. or seeing some green or, you know, touching a tree and all of the wisdom and antiquity and tradition you know just like the history of that tree you think back and you think oh my goodness this tree was around 100 years ago 200 years ago and what did it observe what did it witness and how beautiful that it's still here and it's growing and I'm here to witness it too yeah. and so I, I try to highlight all of that for my clients and start very small if they are And they, they, they all set their own goals. So I say, okay, this is something, you know, that's helpful nature being out in nature is helpful. What do you think you would like to do and what can you do? Mm. And so they might say, okay, well, I can take a 10 minute walk at lunch. Beautiful. Wonderful. That alone, a 10 minute walk at lunch they, I mean, I had one one client that went from an average. So on a scale for I I I quantify everything. So before you start working with me, I quant I have people rate their performance or their their mood, their energy levels, their ability to be mindful and eat mindfully, and all these different metrics on a scale from one to ten. Mm-hmm. And so um, I had one client who averaged a mood of like two point five on a daily basis, and she started the 10 minute intervention. And, you know, mind you, there are confounding factors. This is not a perfect experiment, but it's it's reality. Um after two weeks, she was up to an eight consistently. Wow. Wow. And just that small 10 minutes a day, right? Small changes. I love that. That's my favorite is small changes, big impact. Mm -hmm. She
0: makes everything possible or everything makes everything feel possible.
1: Yes, mm-hmm. and changes your perspective. Mm-hmm. One of the best parts of nature is just even literally changing your perspective because when we are looking at a computer for most of our day, or looking uh, sadly, a book too, mm-hmm. um, or a phone, we are, our perspective is convergent mm-hmm. and it tends to lead to things like depressive symptoms, anxiety symptoms, whereas um, the research behind, you know, looking at an expansive view, our eyes actually interact, you know, the the impulses that that go between our eyes and our brain Mm -hmm. are actually more positive and opening and looking at possibilities and become, we become more creative, we become more positive, we can see opportunities where they weren't those before and mm. it's mood elevating. There's some great work by Andrew Huber, Huberman out of Stanford talking about the power of vistas, looking at vistas. Mm-hmm. Um, where, and you're literally changing your perspective. It's beautiful.
0: Mm. And, and, and then the vista piece or putting yourself beside a body of water or mm-hmm. if you're in an, in a more urban <laughs> setting, putting yourself beside a park or a waterfall or a water fountain, something, anything that will give yourself a chance to reground.
1: Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. I have, I have plants in my office, mm-hmm. um, just for that reason. So that could be a small step forward. So every time I turn my head, I can see some green and, um, and whatever you can fit into your day, whatever's feasible for you is worthwhile. Mm -hmm. Even if it's two minutes, you know, making, walking to the furthest bathroom, maybe on your, um, in your office block or, you know, stepping out of the office or your house, taking a walk around the block Mm -hmm. two minutes, it can make such a difference, especially the vitamin D too.
0: Well, yeah, and in the, uh, the understanding that, like you said, those starting small, and for some mm-hmm. people, like, well, I don't have an hour, I don't have two hours to do this, but we're not talking about two hours, we're talking making small incremental changes consistently that, mm-hmm. that create, the, that add up, and they create the larger results. Yes,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and speaking uh, more about nature, you know, there, there's some um, preliminary studies looking at cold, the the effects of swimming in the cold water
2: mm-hmm.
1: for immunity and mood elevation. And I recently completed, um, it's called Shark Fest. <laughs> um, ironically named, but- um, Yeah, <laughs> or because, not so. <laughs> or <laughs> Well, perhaps aptly named because yeah. somebody actually has died where I swam. Oh. But um, I know, what, I'm like, what, sometimes I'm like, what it was I thinking? But it was fine. <laughs> Um, so in, in, uh, in San Francisco, they have Alcatraz shark fest mm-hmm. where they drop them off on Alcatraz Island and they swim to shore. It's an open water swim. It's about a mile and a half, I believe. And so, um, in my area, Avila beach opened their newest, um, shark fest, which is Avila shark fest Mm -hmm. and um last month I participated and it was a um 2k so about 1.2 miles 1.3 mile swim something like that Mm -hmm. and um I do swim in that area for my for for training but um the course originally was supposed to go way out into the ocean (laughs) and I thought to myself hmm (laughs) it ended up being okay. It ended up just being twice around the pier because of logistics, but the power of not, not even looking at goal setting Mm -hmm. or vitamin D from being exposed to the air or anything. I mean, the sun, the power of cold Mm -hmm. is very interesting. Um, and I know cryo cryotherapy has come into vogue. Um, but being, there's something about not only being in water, but being in extra cold water, moving your body, resisting that panic mm-hmm. that your body wants to go into and persevering, calming your, your body, calming your breath, slowing it down. Um, it's just, it's almost like, it's almost like a baptism you know, you come out and you feel renewed and I'm Jewish, so we don't believe in bat- baptism, but that's still, <laughs> <laughs> that's how powerful it is, is that you just feel renewed. Um, and
0: it's coming. interesting because it's not water, but um, it's been cold here, and uh-huh. especially in the mornings. And I love to hike in the cold oh. and there's just, it is that it is refreshing and renewing and it is, it's you know, it's cold on your face. It's cold on your hands. It takes a while to warm up. Your body heat is what is your body heat and your movement are, are working yourself warm. And it is, it's just, it's my favorite. I would much rather hike in the cold than in the heat because it, it does feel vastly different, same activity, same trail, same distance. And it feels so much more refreshing or so much more, invigorating and grounding
1: so I can understand what you're talking about absolutely I think it's it's interesting to look at you know um thousands of years ago or maybe even millions um how people like hunter gatherers would mm-hmm. move with the seasons and mm-hmm. adjust things they're they um their nutrition, um, their location, they would move, you know, uh, they would adjust to the nature, to nature's cycles. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And I think that modern society, we've kind of moved away from that, especially in the, in the States where we can have fresh fruit all year long and have, you know, um, greenhoused plants and things like that all year. And there's something to be said for changing your behavior, changing your diet, changing your um your maybe exposure to the elements seasonally. Mm-hmm. That symbiotic
0: association with yeah. with how with how the time of year the shortness of the day or the length of the day and your relationship to, to that and the weather there, there is, we are all, you know, we are between that and the cycle of the moon. We're Mm -hmm. all affected by all of those aspects of the daily life and the, the daily life around us. So, Mm -hmm. so for you as a psychologist, but by day and a coach when you're not at school and they're in, in a mom, there there's a lot of pressure on you as well and so how do you other than swimming during shark week yes <laughs> how what do you do how do you manage yourself and how do you utilize the outdoors to stay grounded so that you're showing up
1: for the kids at school or you're showing up for your clients so i do a few things um i try to get out for a walk during my lunch mm-hmm. um i hike a few days a week as much as I can. Um, I ocean swim occasionally it's getting colder. So not so much now. Um, and I, I kind of just immerse myself in the trees uh, at the park across the street from my house. If I look a certain way, I don't see any houses. Mm -hmm. There are some beautiful redwoods and sequoias. And, um, I have a really beautiful park. It's kind of an and um, an ex- the exception to the rule, but you know, there's a playground and everything in soccer field and basketball, but, but there are these gorgeous old trees. And so if I just put in some headphones so I can kind of tune out if there are a lot of people around and just go meditate facing these trees, I can't mm-hmm. see any other house. I feel like I'm in the middle of the woods and it's just so rejuvenating in such a small period of time.
2: Mm-hmm. I'm all about
1: efficiency. You know, we have a lot of A lot of people pulling on our time and wanting our time and attention. And so, if I can get something done, like a meditation and rejuvenate in five, 10 minutes, I'm all for it. Mm -hmm. And another thing I've done is um, I've made my backyard beautiful. Mm. And it seems kind of simple and maybe even silly. But beautifying your space can be so therapeutic as well. So I've um, I have a pergola and a jacuzzi tub, and I um, I have bougainvillea Mm -hmm. like wrapping around the pergola, which I love. I spent a lot of time finding the perfect shade of bougainvillea, and um, I found a fountain that I really liked, and so I can I can turn on the fountain and. I can just step outside in the morning before anybody wakes up and I can listen to the birds. Mm -hmm. I can, I can lay down in my hammock, which is also so therapeutic hammocks are the best and listen to the birds and look up at the sky. Sometimes the moon's still out and just know that all is well in the world. Mm. It's just, If you can create, if you can carve out a refuge of your own, I think it's a really powerful thing because you can just be transported very quickly to that, that refuge and that self-care place. Mm -hmm. And the more you practice it, the easier it gets to just flip it on and off.
0: And to be able to say that it's yours. Yeah. It's, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. And if you don't have, I'm sorry. They, no, that is just beautiful. And if you don't have one, borrow somebody he, else's. Call yeah, call the trees yeah. in the park that you where you can't see everybody, anybody yeah. else. Call that yours.
1: Own it. Well, well, <laughs> and a beautiful thing is that you can also use your imagination.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And one of the meditations I often do with my yoga classes is um, finding your favorite place. And so they're transported. I guide them through you know, find your favorite place, find a a memory that just makes you so happy. Could be the beach, the mountains, you know, um, somewhere in nature that is just your happy place. And then just feeling amazing in it and filling in all the details of that place. So for me, I have, I have similar to my backyard, I have bougainvillea, I have a fountain, um, in my, in my happy place, it's like a courtyard. It's more of like a European courtyard. But, you know, just that controlled chaos, overgrown mm-hmm. vegetation and just coziness. And you can just turn it on, turn it off, close your eyes and be there. And just, a, you know, two shakes of a, shakes. what is it? Two shakes of a rapid Shakes shark. of a lamb's tail. Lamb's <laughs> tail. Thank you. That's my second language. English acquisition coming to haunt me. <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful.
0: So, so, what a great, what a great message to end with, and have and create your own happy space that you can escape to in a thought, in a, physically or mentally. That's beautiful. Um, you know, Miriam, I want to thank you so much for for returning for part two and sharing your
1: insight. It's been Absolutely. Wonderful. And so tell people where they can find you. Yes, absolutely. You can, everything is at my website, mindful It's It's M I N D F U L M I R com. And my app is there. My offerings on insight timer. Mm-hmm. Um, my book will be there. My podcast about body image and women, all of those things are there for your enjoyment.
0: Great. Right. I encourage everybody to take a look and um, peruse and see what would fit, fit for you. So, Miriam, thank you
1: so much again. It's been a Absolutely. pleasure. Likewise. Thanks again. Bye-bye. Sure.
2: Bye. Hi, Lynn. Hi, Jane. How are you today? I'm wonderful. So good to be here with you. Oh, it's great to have you. So what do you
0: have for us in your Rising Up segment today, Lynn?
2: Well, I want to talk about something that I call synergy energy. So this is, you know, if we wanted to think about it in terms of nature, we might think about it in terms of like the hive mind of a beehive or or the ants in an anthill where everybody's kind of In sync and doing what they do, right? That's that synergy energy. And, you know, all the wisdom traditions throughout history and throughout the world have some version of this. Biblically, we are familiar with a a phrase that says, Where two or more are gathered, there I am, the great I am is in the midst. And it really just means like one plus one is more than two, right? This synergy, energy, this, this way of being more by coming together. And so we human beings are not bees or ants, but we do have a connection energetically. You know, all of us have experienced walking into a room where there's been an argument and. Feeling the tension in the air, right? We've all experienced something like that, or or walking into a room right after a whole bunch of people were laughing hysterically. You can feel that that's a different energy in the room, and so that connection energetically. And and you know, um, I saw a sign recently that said something like, "Surround yourself with people who feel like sunshine." Mm. And I really loved that idea that, you know, um, we we could consciously choose that kind of synergy energy. Right. Um, And that conscious choice, Um, we could consciously choose to be with people who will agree to believe in us and with us for the things that matter to us. So a lot of people would call that a mastermind group. And that term, the mastermind, came from Napoleon Hill's writings. And, and you know, he interviewed all those people and they were all men and they were the most successful people in the world at the time. And they all said, I surround myself with smart people. I surround myself with people who will believe with me. And so this idea of synergy energy and this idea of consciously choosing to surround ourselves with people who feel like sunshine, with people who will believe with us and will amplify what we are about by their shared belief, by their shared conscious, intentional synergy energy. It's just something that I think is so powerful. And it's something that I hope the women entrepreneurs who are listening and the the women who are thinking where do i have that in my world i hope that we all consciously step it up a bit mm-hmm. right because we can t- we can really bring a feminine energy to this idea of the mastermind which started out such a male thing right by thinking of it in terms of uh, consciously engaging in the synergy energy and amplifying it for each mm-hmm. other i think that's such a key Thing so uh, I've just been thinking a lot about the synergy energy, and I wanted to bring it up. I think we can see it reflected in nature over and over, especially once we start looking for it, and that can be a really awesome thing to experience. So that's my talk for today, Jean.
0: I love that. I love that creating the community where one and one is more than two. Yes. And yes, that's wonderful. Thank you. Thank you so much as always. I appreciate your Thank time you. and your thoughts. Here. Yes. Thank you so much for listening today. Today's show was sponsored by my Seaside Solutions, my financial services company. As a business owner, it's easy to be pulled in many different directions and often taking care of yourself plummets to the bottom of the list. For me, I find myself outside to reground. My time outdoors helps me manage my day more effectively and be more present for my clients. Through this, Discover Rising Tides was born. At Seaside Solutions, we truly believe that education is the foundation of financial wellness. Our primary focus is to provide guidance that is designed to help you achieve your long-term financial goals and visions. Working with a plan allows space for doing more things that you love, like being outside to make the inside better. If I can help you create or realign your plan, or if you would like to be added to my weekly newsletter, please let me know. This week's topic was five ways to set more achievable goals. Your referral means the big, beautiful world to me. And if I can help, please let me know. And thank you so much for listening and see you next time.